This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Inside Public Health is brought to you by CCA Health Rhode Island. Commonwealth Care Alliance, or CCA, is a multi-state integrated care system influencing innovative models of complex care nationwide. CCA's Uncommon Care model focuses on sustainable and evidence-based healthcare breakthroughs that improve the health and well-being of people with significant needs and is consistently recognized as one of the best models in the country at identifying and serving traditionally hard-to-reach individuals. CCA is excited to bring Uncommon Care to Rhode Islanders with a range of Medicare Advantage plans. Learn more by visiting commonwealthcarealliance.org backslash Rhode Island. Okay, welcome back to another edition of Inside Public Health presented by CCA Health Rhode Island. We're joined today by Jennifer Somali, the Senior Director of Clinical Care Partnerships at CCA, and we're going to be talking about a few nutritional tips to help improve your overall health and well-being this summer. Welcome, Jen, and thanks for making the time. Thanks for having us. Nutrition is one aspect of health and well-being that is is so critical and I think a lot of people just overlook it. Perhaps there's been more attention than ever before, but it's something that culturally um, isn't always at the forefront of the conversation and at the end of the day plays a huge role in outcomes. So it's it's a critical element of a well-rounded health and well-being. Um, I was going to use the word diet, but I'll use any other word besides diet to describe what we're talking about today but just the full package of health and well-being. So let's talk about nutrition. March was National Nutrition Month, and this is, of course, a subject that is a year-round, constant, important topic, um, especially important as we head into the warmer summer months that typically come with vacations, backyard barbecues, and any number of other fun events that can certainly impact a person's eating habits. I may even reintroduce the... Uh, the donut, which I have removed from my, sadly removed from my own diet over the course of the last few months. Uh, I think summertime, we'll see those pop back in on a, an occasional <laughs> basis, we'll say. But why is nutrition such an important aspect of a person's overall health and well-being? Well, paying attention to nutrition really comes down to thinking about what you're putting into your body day in, day out, week in, week out year in, year out. We all obviously need to eat and we all love food. So whether we're cooking a nice meal at home or going to our favorite restaurant, sitting down for a meal can really bring people together and is really a, a one of our life's greatest joys. So all of that to say is, is that, you know, when we talk about steps that we can take to improve nutrition, we're in no way saying that folks should immediately, immediately stop eating the food they love we're really saying that we should just try to remember that our diets, for better or worse, really can be a core driver of our overall health and well-being. We know unhealthy diets can lead to serious, potentially life-threatening health complications and disease states such as diabetes, stroke, cancer, heart disease, and especially in older adults. So the choices that we make starting even when we're young are cumulative over our life and, and, and can increase that risk. Here in Rhode Island, local data shows that about 30% of adults and 33% of children ages 5 to 17 struggle with obesity. So not just being overweight, but actually being a little bit more than overweight. overweight overweight and, you know, um, hitting that obesity category. And uh, obesity itself is a risk factor for 
disease states like diabetes and heart disease and, and cancer. So one of the main contributors, what are the main contributors to obesity? Essentially consuming more calories than your body needs and potentially not burning off those extra cal calories that you consume. So it's typically a combination of being care you know, careful about how much you're eating, what you're eating, but then also being active to sort of offset or, or balance if you do overconsume. Studies show that approximately half of American adults and more than half of American children do have poor quality diets. Not surprising. Um, you know, I think that we have so much available in our grocery stores. Um, we have so many restaurants and fast food options out there. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we're, we have a lot going on in our lives. We're challenged by, you know, hectic schedules, racing to get to the bus, to school, to work, um, you know, commutes, things like that. So we're, we're going for the quicker, easier items. Um, you know, and when you think about a grocery store, typically a grocery store, the way it's designed is, you know, on the outskirts of the grocery store, there may be healthier options. So, you know, the, the produce, um, tends to be on, you know, when you enter or on one side of the grocery store. And then in the center of the store is typically where you're going to find more of those, you know, highly processed, more convenient foods. And so, you know, just sort of thinking about, you know, navigating that. Um, and again, we're not talking about changing appearance. We're not talking about losing weight per se. It's about making small changes that will make a, a big difference in your health. So sustainable changes. Um, I think if people overhaul their diet too quickly all at once, it's typically not something that they're going to sustain over a long period. So even, you know, committing to one change this week or this month, like you said, taking donuts out or something like that. It's not to say you can never you know, have fun with a donut again, but, you know, making, making a small change. Yeah, it, it's, it's so true. And it's, 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 it's helpful in any sort of self improvement practice, whatever it may be, whether it's diet, exercise, um, mental health, you know, sleep, whatever it is to do it in an incremental manner, because, you know, the, even if you are, your goal is weight loss, that crash diet practice, sometimes people get into competitions where, you know, it's like, all right, let's see who can, who can reduce their BMI the quickest over a month period. And that is hardly sustainable for the most part. And unless you make those tweaks that really work for you and you can really commit to in the long term, it's not exactly a healthy practice in and of itself. At least, I mean, I, I have no medical expertise, but just from speaking with so many different people about this topic that doesn't seem to be the way to go about things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, we want to, we want to make small changes that, that can be, you know, sustained moving forward. And then we're, we're going to have our, you know, our slip ups, our, our setbacks, you know, those types of things, but you know, you, you get back on the horse tomorrow, you know? So, you know, some simple ways to, to get started, you know, on the right track, you know, we talk about rethinking, you know, food on the go, you know, packing snacks, um, maybe packing our food for the day rather than hitting vending machines or running out at lunch to go to our favorite, you know, restaurant or, you know, fast food place. I mean, typically restaurants and fast food, they want to satisfy the customer. So they are not really always thinking about how much salt, how much fat, 
um, how much flavor is added to something that they, they want to please the customer. So th- those types of things are, are not being limited. Um, they want to tantalize your taste buds. So, you know, making healthier choices can start with packing food at home. So there's no denying that those faster processed foods are attractive. They offer a level of convenience, especially like we talked about when life is at its most hectic. But, you know, eating those ultra processed foods does increase a person's risk for developing all cancers and specifically like ovarian and brain cancers. So packing snacks from home, think about, you know, cutting up some fresh, you know, veggies, maybe pairing those with guacamole or hummus, you know, put a little scoop in a container, bring it with you. Apple slices with peanut butter or like sun butter, if you have a peanut allergy, a handful of mixed nuts, you know, these are things that you can grab, you know, easily when you're on the run, they can minimize your reliance on these faster, less healthy options like the vending machine or or fast food. Also think of, you know, thinking about meal prepping on the weekends. So, you know, taking a little bit of time on the weekends, um, you know, half hour, an hour, you know, to throw something in the crock pot, make a pot of soup or stew or something like that so that you can bring it as a snack or a lunch or even a quick dinner, you know, on those hectic, hectic evenings. So again, you know, rather than relying on what's convenient, um, you know, prepping ahead of time, you know, to help carry you through some of that week more conveniently. And if if folks need recipes, there's tons of recipes online. Um, Nutrition.gov has some. There's, you know, just endless recipes online that people can look at and get ideas. Frozen fruits and vegetables are another more cost-effective way to include these healthy foods. They're just as nutritious as fresh varieties. They're usually packaged at the at, you know peak of freshness. They keep longer without the risk of you know spoiling quickly, like you know fresh fruits and vegetables sometimes sometimes can. Um, and then they're often pre-washed and prepped for you know ready to cook or eat. So that is a you know a more cost of you know and cost-effective way and healthy way to introduce these foods. So you can add them to smoothies. Add. Um, add them to like your oatmeal. Um, you know, sometimes what I'll do is I'll see our bananas are going bad on the, on the counter and I, I'll just peel them and, you know, throw them into a Ziploc or a container and put them in, into the freezer or take that bag of spinach or kale that we haven't gotten to throw it in the freezer. You know, it's, um, just being mindful of things like that. It gives you something easy to grab, you know, at another time. We hear so much about processed foods. In fact, there was an article in the New York Times yesterday that was it was actually a quiz that you could take and kind of click through and it proposed three or four different foods and it said, guess which one's the most processed? And I think I got like six or seven out of 10 and I'm kind of conscious of this. People don't realize you know, that there are specific ingredients to avoid and also there are flags, if you will, red flags for when a food is particularly processed. Talk about that. Any specific ingredients folks should look out for if they're trying to improve their their dietary routines? Yes, absolutely. There are plenty. But to start, we can recommend keeping a closer eye on your intake of salt, fat, and sugar. So these things are sneaky. They find their way in um, and they, they definitely add up. So in moderation, these ingredients can be part of a healthy, well-balanced diet, but they're also commonly overused and overconsumed. It's easy for a little extra salt, sugar, and fat to find their way in through foods like ketchup 
or other condiments, uh, salad dressings, uh, soups, you know, like canned soups or jarred soups and bouillon, uh, often great for flavoring, but, you know, again, can sort of sneak in that extra, you know, sodium um, and sometimes extra fat. You know, looking at uh, seasonings and spices that contain sugar and salt. So I think about um, things like garlic salt or adobo. I mean, they're absolutely delicious, but they do sneak in potentially extra sodium and sugar. Health experts recommend limiting salt intake to no more than one teaspoon per day. Um, So that would be a teaspoon that's spread across the entire day. Um, And for people with certain conditions, that may even be too much. Um, You know, for for folks who are healthier, they might get away with a little bit of extra. Um, But a, a tip for folks who love extra seasoning Um, but want to be mindful of their salt consumption, try replacing some of the salt with alternatives, but still tasty options like garlic powder, onion powder, cumin, red pepper flakes, Um, you know, just different, different seasonings. Uh, uh, I think about cilantro sometimes in a salad or something can, or lemon, you know, squeezed over a salad can add a lot of extra flavor without adding, you know, extra sugar or salt. Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting saturated fat to less than 10% of your daily calories. So we all need fat. Our brains need fat to to function. Um, And certain nutrients, um, certain vitamins, we need fat in order to absorb them. So we do need fat, but we want to try to aim to consume most of our fat as healthy fat. So monounsaturated or healthy fats which are commonly found in products like olive oil, sunflower oil, avocados, nuts like almonds, pistachios, walnuts. Those are those are considered healthy fats. Um, salmon or trout. You know, I think of this season that we're coming into is you know really um, common fishing season. So folks that are going to rivers or lakes to fish, and so trout, you know, contains healthy fats. Salmon does. Um, so we want these types of of fats to be the bulk of of what we're um, what we're taking in for fat, and try to avoid unhealthy um, or saturated fats. Um, sometimes red meat can be high in saturated fats. Animal fats tend to be higher in saturated fats. Those are the fats that can can clog arteries. So. Not to say they can't be included in a healthy diet, but we want to we want to limit um, how much of those we're consuming. And then unhealthy trans fats found in fried foods and many processed foods. These are fats that are they're changed. They're not a normal, naturally occurring fat, and they prolong the shelf life of these types of processed foods. Like sometimes in like crackers or chips or or like fried foods. So we want to be careful of those as well. And then in terms of sugar, um, you know, the American Heart Association recommends that men should consume no more than nine teaspoons of added sugar per day and for women to consume no more than six teaspoons per day. I'll be honest, even one can of soda can bring you up to or over that that mark. Um, So something to think about, you know, sugar really tends to sneak its way in through um, sugary drinks. Um, So, you know, trying to switch over to drinks that don't have added sugar or limiting, you know, 
taking a, a cup of juice and cutting that in half, adding some water or, you know, swapping, you know, soda for flavored seltzer. Um, and then, you know, going for potentially a dessert that's more natural um, or wholesome, you know, switching to fresh fruit, fruit um, yogurt, you know, these types of small differences can really add up and make a, a big difference over time. So again, we want to smart start small. We want to, you know, make something, a change that's sustainable, um, if you're drinking two sodas a day, cut back to one, um, you know, then aim to, to have it become more occasional over time. We want to make this sustainable, um, for people. It's not just about, it's not really a diet. It's, it's really about lifestyle is what I'll say. Yeah. It's the long game for sure. All right. Let's talk about the trendy diets that seem to come up several times a year. You hear them. Sometimes they advertise them on, on television, radio, whatever, and they, sometimes purport to have a secret recipe for eating healthy. Is there such a thing as a secret recipe for eating healthy? I think everyone's different. You know, we all have different, you know, cultural um, influences to how we eat or taste bud preferences. I really don't think that there is a an easy secret when it comes to nutrition. Um, so despite what some of those, you know, fad diets or infomercials that are talking about like a miracle pill or a magic pill, or, um, you know, typically again, not sustained something that, that, you know, temporarily may cause a, a tiny difference that, um, you know, ultimately is going to come undone in the long haul and, and not always the, the best choice, you know, for, for health and certainly not for sustainability. So the best way for people to improve their health is to try to make healthy choices while remembering again, like you said, it's the long game. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. This is something that we have to do for a lifetime. So we're going to have hiccups. We, we, you know, we're going to have, you know, certainly like you said, backyard barbecues or parties, you know, have the piece of cake, you know, you're going to have the, you know, the barbecued meat or, you know, those types of things. So drink some extra water, you know, take an extra walk tomorrow, you know, aim to eat, um, healthier or more whole, you know, less processed. Nutrition is really an integral part of how we fuel our bodies and maintain our overall well-being. And I do think that we need to pay attention to how we feel after we eat certain things. Like people can go into a bit of a slump or shake after they might have, you know, pancakes with maple syrup. You know, it's not to say you can't ever have those, but, you know, they might feel a little crummy afterward or after a big meal where we feel super sleepy and three o'clock in the afternoon, we're wanting to take a nap at work, you know. Um, so, you know, typically if we're eating healthier, we're, you know, aiming for more, you know, fresh foods, um, less saturated fats, we just tend to feel more awake, alert, energetic. And certainly it, it, it's that feeling is influenced by how much we're also eating. So, you know, not wanting to, to overeat and stuff ourselves. We want to be comfortably full. And especially older adults, they usually have lower calorie needs, but specific nutrition needs, you know, like keeping the sugar down or keeping the sodium down. So it's making it even more important to pay attention to what, what, you know, is going into an elder's body. Um, consider your diet is a, is a routine, not a sprint of deprivation or experiments. 
you know, certainly if you have questions or concerns about what your nutritional needs are, um, you know, start with your primary care provider. Um, if if they're not able to offer guidance, you know, and most of them usually can, but if not able to offer the specific guidance that you need, they can certainly ex- um, suggest additional resources um, or make a referral to like a dietitian or a nutritionist. You know, somebody once told me over the last couple of months, a good thing to think about is the rule of two. And that's to say, if like you eat a plate of pancakes one day, don't eat it the next day. <laughs> if you I love get that. off, if you get off of your exercise routine one day, make sure you get back on it the next day. And I've been trying to practice that myself, and it seems like a kind of sustainable way of doing things. And I don't know. The, and another thing that we talked about offline is, you know, you and I both are are vegan, and there's so many of these alternative. In fact, it's a humongous, booming industry. Is the alternative meat sector? You mm-hmm. even find it in conventional fast food now. A lot of that stuff is highly processed. So if you're going that vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian route, you really have to think about things in a kind of unique manner in terms of what seems like healthy food may in fact really not be healthy. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. You know, there oftentimes there's extra fat, there's extra salt, um, you know, to make these these things more appealing and flavorful, uh, satisfying, that type of thing. Um, and and those are sneaky. I mean, you know, every gram of fat has more calorie impact. You know, gram of fat is nine calories. A gram of carbohydrates or protein is only four. So, you know, we do need to be, you know, thinking about how much fat we're, we're getting in. Because even if we grab a handful of nuts in the morning and then we have you know, I'll think about some of those processed meat burgers. Those are, they can be high in fat, you know, and then we have a salad with some salad dressing, you know, that fat content over the day is really starting to sneak up. So even though we think we're making healthy choices, we really do need to, you know, pause, think about it, be mindful of it. Um, You know, those processed foods, you know, often are, are, are sneaking in a lot of the the things that we talked about today, the fats, the sugars um, and the sodium. Jen, thanks so much for your time and, uh, you know, great insight. CCA, Health Rhode Island, uncommon care, including nutrition, no doubt about it. Thanks for having me. It's great.